Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's the Monday episode, but if you're IFS, you get it on Sunday evening this week. But we're not pissing about because I need to go and watch the snooker. <laughs> um, You've beaten the football well, today, Sam. Yeah, not worth dwelling on. No one although talk I did about have, a, no. I, although I did have a great sandwich. Um, all right. I decided in all the years, I think West Ham been at the Olympics then for five years now, and I've never driven there ever. I've always got the train. Yeah. But I thought I'm going to give something a bit different a go this week. Mm-hmm. So you can't park around where that stadium is because it's in a sort of a, a concrete hellscape that yeah. is. That is far from anywhere. It's like how you imagine a dystopian future to be, right? Yeah. And forget trying to park near. So what I did was I, I went back to the old manor, the old sort of places that we used to go when we were up to park. Oh, or, 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 or the bowling ground, as they, they sometimes call it. Yeah, they started calling it that towards the end. It was strange. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Anyway... <laughs> We got. We went. We went there. We, there's a there's a pub in a place called Plaza called the Black Lion, which is very much like a time capsule back to the old East End. Right. It's like not changed at all, right? At least that's what it was like last time I was there, which was five years ago when we yeah. were still going to Upton Park. We used to meet there before the game. There's a fantastic picture, famous picture of this pub in the '60s with Bobby Moore and every other known famous cockney of the time <laughs> all crowded in right including eric sice eric sice and alf garnet wow right but all not, crowded in at the but bar not the craze the craze weren't there because they that was a different party instead they were in all Whitechapel right. at the blind oh, beggar i see slicing right. someone's throat uh to make sure the streets were safe for old violet and her <laughs> friends uh but anyway that's that's as maybe, but I've never taken them there before. It's a it's a great little pub, and I knew that it it just was one of those pubs that just never ever changed. And I said, well, I remember going there once before a game, and ordering a sandwich, and in a pub, mm. an old fashioned pub. You, you know, it's a bit can be a bit of a lottery ordering a sandwich, but I'll always remember this sandwich. It arrived on a sort of, you know, Andy, like a sort of an oval shaped plate. It's yeah. like a mini platter. You know, like the sort of plate you'd have a platter served on? Yeah. It's like that shape, but normal man size, like just for a, a single man, right? Because like a pub sandwich you, in the East End, I would have expected it would be on a plate with one yeah. of those see-through plastic circular lids, the, the, <laughs> the deep lids that go on top so you can see them, and they just take the lid yeah. off, and it's a sliced yeah. bread, sliced white with some yeah. ham in it and maybe some marge. Yeah. There's your sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're not miles off. It's certainly in that ballpark, but 
it's more there was more love gone into it. So it wasn't all curly and stuff. But the last time, say six years ago or something, right, I went there and I had a ham sandwich because I was still eating meat at the time. And it came and you're thinking, it was three quid and I'm not expecting much. I'm basically expecting, at best, what you just described. Yes. But the sandwich arrives, right, an old Cockney woman comes out from the back, right, let's call her Nana. I don't know what her name was. (laughs) I just called her Nana. Thanks, Nana. (laughs) <laughs> and fucking call me that, you cunts. I'll have your fucking knackers off. Oh, sorry. <laughs> right, so she comes out, and it's like, I could tell she just fucking made it. I could still see the crumbs on her pinny, right? Oh. And it, was, and, it was, and it was a ham sandwich with, like, a generous amount of ham, thick white bread, but very fresh, right? Cut into triangles and arranged in the nice Ooh. way. Right, you know what I mean. I can't describe it. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Four triangular sandwiches all in a row. Salad garnish and a very generous handful of crisps. Nice. Free. That was part of the three pounds. Right. So I was blown over by this sandwich. And when I got to the ground, I was going to everyone who sat near me, mates, have you ever had a sandwich at the Black Lion? No, no, mate. Fucking incredible, mate. Three fucking four sandwiches cut into triangles made by some old nana out the back, right? Salad garnish and a free generous handful of crisps. Guess how much? Three pound. I was fucking brilliant, right? Freshly cut sandwich. You wouldn't believe it. And I told this sandwich a few times until in the end, someone intervened and said, Sam, stop fucking telling us about the sandwich. We've all fucking heard it. Every cunt's heard it. Sandwich at the Literally, this story is very simple. You had a ham sandwich. That's it. Yeah. I was doing talk sport on the Monday with Paul Hawksby, and I told him this story, but I was very careful to tell him it in the context I've told you. I was like, you know, this is a... I got I got censored at the football for telling a sandwich, uh, a ham sandwich story so repeatedly that it became... People were so bored, they became angry. You can yeah. sometimes get angry out of boredom, can't you? And that's what I've done to people. I'm sure I've yeah. done it to you lots of times, right? And uh, and, uh, and, and and in the end, like, Paul Hawksby said, well, let's do a phone-in item today called The Most Boring Stories of All Time, and we'll kick it off with you telling your ham sandwich story. <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and I did and we got a lot of responses mainly from people not their own stories but people telling us at times they had to sit through mate's shit stories right anyway I told my son this shit story but he was quite into it and we we rocked up at the Black Lion today we walked in they had Heineken Zero on draft which is very rare right fantastic and then yeah. I said are you doing uh, any sandwiches at all <laughs> Right, and <laughs> I'd built this up to Len so much. The look on his face was like, they fucking yeah, better yeah. be. You got me up early and we've driven all the way over to the fucking arse end of London That's from so Barnes. There better be a fucking decent sandwich in it for me. And they go, yeah, of course we are. As if, what do we look like, cunts? Of course we're doing fucking <laughs> sandwiches. So I said, all right, show us the menu then. So I went, fuck. Because Len's favourite sandwich, egg mayonnaise. And I fucking told him, I said, they'll have an egg mayonnaise. That's His a, eyes that's were scanned. a top sandwich. You know, yeah, that's he a loves top it. sandwich, that is, egg mayonnaise. 
Really I'm is. not. I've never been a huge fan of it, to be honest. I mean, oh, I'm not against it, but it's it never me. one of my first choices. But he fucking loves it, and he's got. Look, years, I said, look, they've got egg mayonnaise. Yeah, Sam, years and years ago, before Greg's got a little bit above its station and started doing little mm. pots of carrot sticks and all that, Greg's <laughs> used to do. I mean, this probably was just in the northeast before it it went global. Greg's used to do. Uh, do you know? You know what a stotty cake is, don't you? Uh, it's like a kid. roll, isn't it? It's a ke- is it a roll? It's a round, it's a a round sort of flattish kind of loaf. It's kind of like seven like inches in diameter, but it's circular. Yeah, yeah it's a big. Yeah, uh, and um, I think we call that a two bap. or three. No, we'd we'd call a bap a bap. It's like seven inches, like a seven inch single. Think Listen, mate, think this is the, there is a huge amount of regional differences over the way in which people describe various bread bread things. Yeah, I don't you think might. you can get stotty cakes anywhere else. Though. You'll have to Google okay, it and have a look on later on. But anyway, they used to do kind of a third of a stotty cake and it would just have egg mayonnaise in it and two slices of well-cooked bacon across the top. Oh, oh that's God, nice. that was fucking yeah. great. Oh, yeah, the bacon man. makes it. I might have to try and make that myself this week. I'd forgotten all about that till we started talking about egg mayonnaise. Sorry, anyway, the whole set, they, they brought them over. It was the same deal six years on, and I can bet you in that picture of Bobby Moore and Alf Garnett in the black line in the 60s, they would have been the same deal then and probably the same Nana making them. And she comes out, mm. but Len clocked the price. He went, he went so the barman heard. He went, Dad, it's £4.60 now. I was like, fucking £4.60? <laughs> should still be grateful. Ooh. If we had that in fucking barns, it'd be 15 quid for fuck's sake. And it wouldn't be <laughs> half as yeah. nice either. Um... Yeah, they brought it out, £4.60, and uh, I got extra crisps, and they serve tato crisps. You know those Irish crisps? They're quite oh, hard yeah. to come by, yeah. certainly in London. Um, mm. So I got a bag of those, which you'd never tried before. So the game, there was it was a cracking game if you're a neutral. It's a fucking amazing game. But obviously I was gutted about the result. But I think the sandwich and introducing my son to Tato's was sort of made up for it. And also it reminded me when I was looking at the packet of Tato's, which are made in County Armagh in Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. is that their HQ is Tato Castle in Armagh, Andy. You know about Tato Castle. It's a big fucking no. castle, an actual castle where they make these crisps. And you can go there and do fucking a tour hell. and watch the crisps being made and buy loads of Tato-related merchandise. Wow. I mean, and there'll I- definitely be listeners who've been there. We have some listeners in, in uh, Northern Ireland. So yeah. get in touch and tell us more because it feels like the sort of place I can imagine us doing a pilgrimage to one day, Tato Castle. They've got a picture of I Tato mean, yeah, Castle definitely. on the back of the packet. I mean, I've had Tato's before and I really like them. They're in the same realm as walkers, aren't they? They're great. They're absolutely Flavor great. Wise but and they're, they're, wise. There's something fun about them. Yeah, they are. I would compare them to walkers. But they've got more... Walkers feel like such a corporate crisp now, don't they? Yeah, they do now. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, we looked into it, didn't we? Because the te- walkers are owned by Pepsi. Or Pepsi's right, shell company yeah. or something so like that. Gone so gone are the so, days yeah, when it's all like it. some lovely little Leicester fucking family business. Yeah. It's a corporate crisp. Whereas Tato's, mm. I don't know who owns them, but I feel like it still feels like a fun family crisp. Do you know what Friendly I mean? Crisp. I'm looking at Tato Castle now and I like the look of it. I like what I see. Yeah. I like Imagine doing I an see. episode live from Tato Castle, mate. Fucking okay, have like headsets on and stuff. I was watching oh. the um I was watching the what are they called? The um the hairy bikers. 
mm. those two northeastern fellas who go around cooking <laughs> yeah. stuff and being oh, affable. A couple of lads. Um, yeah. with, with the banter and everything. And they were riding around yeah. on their bikes on the one I watched the other day. And they, they, they have like headsets on so they can chat while they're, while they're biking. Like, yeah. So they'll have yeah. headphones and microphones <laughs> and they have proper conversations while they're biking with each other. That's what we should That's be lovely. doing in Tate or Castle. But we should get a couple of BMXs and do that. And then right film it and on a GoPro and send it in to uh, ITV and see if they're interested. Here's the pilot. Call us when you've got a budget together. Tato Castle tour on TripAdvisor, mm. which admittedly, yeah. you know, it has its flaws, TripAdvisor. But yeah. Tato Castle tour, out of 293 reviews, 256 mm. are five stars. 27. I mean... Are four stars very good? He's only got three average, four poor, and three terrible out of two hundred and ninety-three reviews. People speak that might be one in of Ireland. The people speak finest. in hushed tones of the Tato Castle tour, mate. Yeah, I don't they even want really to look do. at the terrible it's... ones. There's, there's three terrible reviews. I don't want to look at them. Don't Go bother. On, It'll be something personal, like oh, my wife dumped me while we were there. It's like, well, that's, that's not fucking Tato Castle's fault, is it, you cunt? I would, I'll, It'll I'll be read something like you. that. I'll read the three one-star reviews for you, and I'll read them in a Lampard voice, if you like. Uh, first one. <laughs> of course. Tremendous. <laughs> I've never written a review before, but felt compelled to after our Tato visit. It was very oh, disappointing. Yes. <laughs> despite, despite the initial nonsense of so-called attempts at cleanliness and safety brackets wearing a hat taking jewellery off it proved to be dirty smelly noisy unsafe and disgusting has put us off all crisps <laughs> oh Forever. fucking hell that really is wow that is a big fucking statement <laughs> Oh, I've never eaten, not only I've hated this so much not only am I not eating a tato again I'm not eating any crisps, <laughs> any crisps. ever again and they any must forever. have liked crisps to have been at a fucking crisp factory tour in the first place sensational claim I mean I thought that might have been a covid uh, post covid review because it says cleanliness and safety wearing a hat taking jewellery off but it was November yeah. 2018 so Tato's been clamping down here's the second review uh, yeah. went to visit Tato Castle today from Scotland with the four kids met with a locked gate spoke to a lady on the security camera to be told you have to come back next week and you need to book would have been nice to have been told this on the website Tato get yourself sorted out <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tato. Have you seen Mr. Tato? How could you get the hump with him? Have you seen him? I know. Yeah. Of his little yeah, fucking he's, he's red hat on. Isn't he? Yeah. You could Isn't not. He? Imagine yeah. getting the hump with a man like him. He's fucking just, he's oh. full of life and joy. Hello there. He's like the, would you uh, like to come in and see my crisps being made, would you? No, I would not. He'd be castle. Your castle is horrendous. Oh, that's a shame you feel that way. Because we are very happy working there, you know. And there's nothing that brings us joy more <laughs> than distributing our fine, fine crisps to the hungry folk <laughs> of Ireland and occasionally the rest of the United Kingdom. Although it is hard <laughs> to get on the mainland. I don't care. I think it's disgusting. I think it's dirty. I think your concessions to hygiene are a sham. 
And worst of all, it's extremely noisy. Well, the Chris machines, sure, they do make a lot of noise, so they do. There's nothing we can do about that. <laughs> I bet Walker's isn't a noisy factory. Well, go and fuck off to Walker's Castle then. See what you get there. <laughs> you've, you've tested me patience, though, you cunt. Go on, fuck off. Fuck right <laughs> off. I don't even know why you came here in the first place. Plenty of other fucking things to do uh, with your kids. Uh, the final, the final terrible review on TripAdvisor of the Tato Castle is uh, day trip was okay. We'd rather have visited Dublin again. It is what it is. The guides were friendly enough. The, the guides were friendly enough, though that's what they get paid for. Uh, apart from free tasty oh my God. yummy. There's more. Apart from free tasting yummy tato crisps you could munch on the way round, I wasn't that taken with the place. It's a fucking castle. What's not? It's a fucking castle that makes crisps. You absolutely can't. You'd have rather gone to Dublin, would you? Well, fucking go there then. My God. Fucking go to Dublin. Yeah. See how many fucking free crisps you get there. None. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Jalapeño. And I tell you what, what kind of bitter outlook do you have on life if you have to say when someone's been nice to you, well, that's what they're paid for. So it doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can take that line of thinking even further. I mean, a mate of mine once said to me that he thought that there was no such thing as any nice people because even people who did kind acts were only doing it to make themselves Mm. feel good. And I think think it's horrible to think that. Just don't allow yourself to think that. Why would you even allow yourself to think it? Choose not to think that. Yeah, yeah. It says more about the person that says that, I think, than anything else. Not that I'm, I mean, you know, casting aspersions on your friend or anything, but... Yeah, I think he was going for a bad face. I don't know if he'd say the same thing today. This was many years ago. Mm. Um, but look at, Mr. look at Mr. Tato there. There's no way I could look at him and think that he wasn't a kind, crisp man. Absolutely. However, I mean, we, 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 there's something we have else said I want to discuss podcast, with you. I was going yeah. to say, we have said on this podcast that 97% of people are cunts. You know, we have, we have said that before. But, um, I don't know if I fit. The Knights of Simpson aren't necessarily cunts. They're just sort of, um, I don't know, dim. <laughs> Arseholes. <laughs> Pricks. Anyway, when you watch yeah. Get Back, we haven't talked about that in a while. And I know this has probably been well discussed, but I haven't had my say on it yet. You can't help but feel let down by George Harrison. 
right? Because George Harrison, we all went through a phase at one point. We went, oh, George Harrison's actually my famous, be- my favourite Beatle. Yeah. Because when you're a teenager, yeah. it feels like a counterintuitive thing to say, doesn't it? Because you think, actually, exactly. Uh, exactly. something. Yeah. While my guitar, Jenny Wimps, actually the best Beatles song, right? Um, yeah. Actually, you know, it's, it's probably one of their more pretentious songs, really. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, mm. that aside... We've all had our face, and you all think, well, George Harrison, like the other two, you know, um, John Lennon was, could be a, a, like a, a bit sort of um, belligerent, and Paul McCartney was a, a, a little bit sort of um, corny. But George, he was real, he was so spiritual. He was the cool one, and he He's was so, so funny. Yeah. He had such a dry sense of humour, man, and he was so spiritual. All right, number one. El- fucking beyond Elton John behaviour that I'm going I'm leaving the band no one's taking me seriously I'm not, I'm not hanging around there why can't I be writing all the songs I'm going home if they want to see me they'll have to come to my home and beg me to come back into the band that's number one right number two and this for me is almost the worst thing where I just thought nah I'm done with you Harrison they're all fucking trying mm. to get his album together. McCartney is quite rightly shitting himself. She's like, look, we've got fuck all and you lot are just dicking around with your thumbs up your asses, yeah. right? The bloke who I warmed to, as I'm sure everyone did watching it, and we've talked about it on the podcast before, is old Mal, right? Their roadie slash yeah. mate slash security dude. And he's got a million and one things to do, by the way. Like, he's busier yeah. than any of them. Middle of it, no cunt other than McCartney's bothering to actually do any work. George Harrison pipes up. Mal, go and get me one of those lacy bow ties. What? Yes. I need one of them lacy bow ties. Go and get me one. What, now? Yeah. Go and get it. Next scene, George Harrison sat there in a lacy bow tie. Why? Why the fuck do you need, when there's an album to be made, and you've been moaning that no one takes you seriously, why have you sent that underling, right, to fucking go and source you a lacy bow tie in the middle of a recording session, right? You fucking prima yeah. donna. Evidence three, what do you want for lunch? Ringo, I'll have some mashed potato. Bit weird, but fine. <laughs> when they when they said, what do you want for lunch? I was fascinated because I'm thinking, what did they eat in the 60s, right, for lunch? Because mm. it was before, like, anyone said, get me a salad. I was like, what would celebrities have eaten in the 60s? Because they, cool. they mainly eat to- toast and marmalade and sandwiches, which is great. I bet they're not as nice as the sandwich yeah. I had today, but still. And Ringo goes, I'll have some mashed potato. And they goes, right, what about you? And this is George Harrison. I want cauliflower. But Mal, get them to make some cheese sauce to go on it. Ooh, you want some cheese sauce on your cauliflower, do you? Fucking hell, who are you, Liberace? I don't, I don't want, fucking hell. Oh, I'm just the down-to-earth scouse, aren't I? I'm just from the streets of Liverpool. Get me some fucking <laughs> cheese sauce on me cauliflower, la. Right? So then I'm in fucking hell. First the bow tie, then the storming out, now the cheese sauce on his cauliflower. And just as I thought he couldn't <clears> get any lower, this happens. Uh... Mal, Mal, where would you go about getting just some normal leather shoes? Yes, the shoes. I thought you'd missed right. this. Yes. And he goes, oh, well, there's a at Bond Street. I've got a load of shoe shops. Right, okay. Um, probably, the, he goes, well, maybe you could go there later. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I tell you what, go up there and get someone from the shop to come here with a selection of shoes in a size eight, mm-hmm. and I'll just choose some. Mm-hmm. 
I thought, he's got those fucking Harry Krishna sat in the corner, right? Yeah. And he's giving it all that, sorry, lads, I'm a bit too spiritual to hang around with you lot anymore, yeah. right? Because I've become really enlightened, mm-hmm. right? Bow ties, cheese sauce, and fucking shoe selections being sent to him nonstop. The bloke's a fucking fraud, mate. Why can't he send one of the Harry Krishnas up the shop to get the shoes? That's what Lads, I want to know. They're doing you're both fuck fucking all. sat in your ass doing nothing. Yeah. Mal's, Mal, what? right? Mal Evans. Mal Evans, yeah. he transcribes the fucking lyrics. Yeah. You know, he's, and he's, he's doing the hammer on Maxwell's silver hammer. Yeah. Hits the anvil. Fucking hell. He's doing. He's doing all of it, and those fucking Harry Krishnas are sitting there doing fucking eight tenths of fuck all, right? Sitting around, sneering, by the way, as well, like, oh, my God, these people are so, like, unenlightened. Not like George and us. Their music. Oh, really? Well, they're the ones fucking writing all-time classic songs Mm. while you're sat there sneering and muttering, doing fuck all. Mm -hmm. How are you earning a living? Yeah, he was paying for it. Yeah, yeah, donations probably. Wandering, wandering George, Oxford probably. Street with the fucking finger symbols, shaking yeah. the tin. Yeah, yeah. But um, so yeah. I felt let down by George Harrison in Get Back. To be honest, I yeah, felt I mean, that I'm, he's. I'm, I'm the same. I think the whole George Har- the cult of George Harrison, almost has got a little bit out of hand over the years. Where it's everyone says, "Well, he was, he was just as good." Well, you know, the first album he put out was "All Things Must Pass," which was really good. But then after that, it yeah. was increasingly diminishing returns. So all them songs he'd been stockpiling during but the, the thing Beatles is, right, years also, was uh, exhausted pretty quickly. "All Things Must Pass" is a very good album in the context of anything other than the Beatles. Yeah, because actually, it's a long album. That album is it a double it's two, album? It's a double album. It's too long. Yeah. yeah. Most of the songs would not get on a Beatles album. Correct. There's a couple of songs on there, mm-hmm. right? There's um, obviously a song, All Things Must Pass. And what's the really famous one on there? I've forgotten. There's a couple of songs where you think, okay, yeah. My Sweet Lord. I could see, yeah, My Sweet Lord, exactly. Those are both songs that would squeeze onto a Beatles my, album. The my, rest my, my are good Lord, songs. but which, which later on yeah. it established he'd nicked from a song by the Chiffons and that would give them the publishing credit on it. So. Oh, for fuck's sake, it gets worse and worse. <laughs> Absolutely worse and worse. My fucking sweet lord. Well, he originally co- called it my cheese sauce, there's probably. There's a couple of things about Harrison in that, that documentary that, that struck me. First of all, he hasn't got any confidence in the songs that he's presenting. He's kind no. of really shy about them, and he's not saying, I've got this song. Like, and then really he gets, But then he gets all arsy about it. Yeah, exactly. And he says that the what the previous album, the White Album, was the first time he said, I'd, the first time I'd made an effort to contribute in the recording. So the, 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 the narrative's been established throughout the Beatles' career that George plays the guitar, yeah, he's really good, really charismatic, he writes a few songs, but he hasn't been put the shift in. So from yeah, start to really he's, he's happy to sit back yeah, and live off. Fucking uh, Lennon and McCartney's work. Uh, to start whinging about it now is a bit fucking yeah. disingenuous because, you know, they, they've got the established dynamic in the group. And there's there's a great sort of bit in the third episode, I think, where you've got Paul and John together and they're, they're doing some of the old rock and roll songs, but they're, they're writing on something. I can't remember which what it is, but they're creating a song. And they're face-to-face, which is what they used to be when they always yeah. talk about when they used to sit on a, on yeah, two chairs face facing face, each other and knock out other. these songs and you can see it's, it's almost la- sexual I think it is it really is it's all, it's yeah. that dynamic again and the fucking yeah. intensity between them is fucking incredible 
and I'm sorry, but yeah. they've 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 navigated the entire Beatles career on they've that dynamic. They've been doing that for years. Yeah, they've, they've been doing, doing that for years. You can't thing. walk in and go. Actually, I want I want it. Yeah. I want to be in. I want to stand there and do it with you. Yeah, the why? Whole, the, because I just want to now, and if not, yeah. I'm going. Yeah, the, the whole reason why they are the Beatles and everything that's gone before they're everything they've done is because of that dynamic between those two doing it like that. Yeah. So I'm sorry, George, but you know, you do you get your song or two on an album, and that's all you're going to get. And then he's like lazing around, sulking. Ringo had the right idea. Ringo, I noticed, was the first there every day. Turned up. You never heard him complain. He looked bored shitless half time because he wasn't called upon to do much. But when they did start playing, he'd be straight there, pick up his sticks and start tapping along. I was, right? Yeah. I was open for some of the famous Ringo witticisms in it, but he just doesn't see anything, does he? He just sits no, there I think and he's does his it job. By then. Yeah. I think he's just, he looks really bored and a bit knackered and a bit like, fucking hell, the best let's churn another when, one out. The best bit is when Linda's daughter turns up, um, oh, Mary, yeah. I think, and Ringo has some fun with yeah. her because he hits, she hits yeah. the drum when she's right next to him and he like jumps startled in surprise and that's really <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah. That's one of the best bits yeah. in the whole thing. But um, yeah, calm down, George. And the whole cult of George, fucking no. They're all sort of fun, like Lennon with one of the kids as well. I think maybe Heather McCartney. No, it's Heather McCartney oh, who's there, Heather, which yeah, is Linda's yeah. daughter, yeah. And uh, she's she's there, and John's very funny with her as well, and he's having like a silly chat with her. Yeah. Just talking nonsense like you do to kids sometimes to amuse yourself as much as them. Yeah. Right, and he's very good at that. But George is sort of sulky. He's obviously... I reckon the Maharishi's got in his ear and started going, <laughs> well... I think that you. I don't think they take you seriously, and I think you should demand more respect yeah. from them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's not Yoko. That's the. But they were onto the him because Sexy Sadie was about the Maharishi, wasn't it? They go. Yeah. It was originally called Maharishi because McCartney and Lennon they knew he was a fucking. Chancer. He was a scam artist, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. He was a grifter. Like you get these days on the. It'd be. A, <clears> is the Maharishi still going, mate? No, is I he still he's op- dead. He's is he's dead now, surely. Is he still operative? He's got to be dead. I don't know. I tell you but, what, um, if he was still around now, he'd be bang on the Twitter, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. He'd be um, grifting for money a different way. But, it'd, be um, on, it'd be on Twitter. It'd be on LBC. He'd have his own weekend show, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he died in 2008. So, it'd uh, be popping up on GB News once yeah, in a yeah. while as well. Yeah. Yeah, you don't, you don't have Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But um, what was I going to say? There was something else I was going to say. Um, no, it's gone. But, I mean, we'll come back to get back again, I'm sure, at a later date. Again and again. Again and again. Oh, no, yeah, that was it. It was like me, me daughter was like, I started watching it with my daughter and she said, um, they're just sitting on ordinary chairs. They're the Beatles. Yeah. They're just sitting on normal chairs. George hasn't yeah. even got a chair. He's on the drum riser on a cushion. What? Yeah. What? And then that just adds to what you've just said. Ringo's eating mashed potato. They're the Beatles. They can have anything they fucking want. Yeah, he could be, be like, go and get me a fucking swan. Although, to be fair, I don't know how rich they actually were because they got fucked over on their publishing and stuff like that I so think many that times. They, so. I think that... No, I think they were pretty rich. They could have afforded more than mashed potato. They they, they perhaps weren't as rich as they might have been, but they were fucking rich. I mean, you see, like, George Harrison's house out in, like, Surrey or wherever, and it's fucking... They were living in mansions. 
They were. And I saw an interview with Paul McCartney from like about four years before that when they were still, when their hair was still relatively short and all the rest of it. And he was on a chat show with David Frost. And he was going, what would you do if this all went away tomorrow? Oh, yeah. And McCartney's just sort of going, well... I wouldn't actually have to... None of us would have to work Retire. Again, obviously, yeah. so we'd find something else to do. So you think they're already fucking yeah. minted. They're just not as minted as they maybe should have been. Yeah. Oh, look, getting back to Ringo and his mashed potato, he's, a, he's probably a man of simple pleasures because when they went to India to hang out with the Maharishi, uh, Ringo yeah. just took a suitcase full of baked beans with him, didn't he? Tins of baked beans. <laughs> did he? Because yeah. he, did it. He, wasn't, he wasn't keen on Indian food. Oh no, I'll play course, havoc when we got. And then there's the bits in this where they're talking about going to Libya or wherever where Matey Boy, the director, wants them to do the amphitheatre yeah. show. And it's like, no, yeah. no, Ringo's not going abroad. Yeah, he hates abroad. <laughs> he hates abroad. <laughs> he's made it a fucking yeah. man. And I love the way they all respect each other as well because yeah. there's no kind of like, well, Ringo's just going to have to we're fall in. No. John Lennon and Paul McCartney going, look, look, listen, he, he's just not coming, so we're not going. <laughs> it has to be a unanimous vote. Oh, man. So, um, fucking great. We'll leave it there. A quick update on the prediction league from the weekend. Um, you just got the one point. Uh, I managed to predict Sunderland's results, so I've ended up with seven points this weekend in oh. total. And results spot uh, got zero. Um, have you caught me then? What have you caught me at the top of the table? Or no, what? I've, I've gained a bit of ground because you streaked ahead last week. Yeah, uh, you you were seven points clear. No, you got seven points more than me last week, and I've got six points more than you this week. So it's kind of redressed the balance. You're on seventy-two. I'm on sixty-eight. Results spots on forty-five. Languishing at the bottom of the league. So, um, Fuck him. there we go. Right, that's it. I'm going to watch a snooker and put this episode yeah, out for the thanks AFS. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Um, we stay brave do... for the week ahead. It's probably all going to turn out great. Oh, it'll be lovely. We're going to do some of your mm. dad working stories today, but we didn't get right into it, so we'll probably do them at the end of the week. We'll squeeze them in later in the week. There's yeah. some good ones. As we always say, there's no rush. We're not going anywhere in a hurry. So, thanks for yeah. listening, and goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.